So, hey, this is Mark, and you're listening to the Low Marks Podcast. Um, this is going to be the first episode, so bear with me as I try to find my uh, my my flow, my voice, my whatever. But um, I was uh, I was inspired to start this by uh, this comedian from Philadelphia, somewhere up in that area. His name's Chris Wood. Um, shout out to the Oral Presentations Podcast. He picks topics that interest him, and he basically just does an oral presentation on it. So this is uh, pretty much taken straight from his idea, which I love. I love the format, and I love his comedy and everything. So shout out to Chris Wood. Just going to see how far I can uh, keep up with this and just talk about random stuff. Maybe, maybe it's something that you've never thought to look into or maybe something that I don't know, maybe it's your, your favorite thing, talking about the Civil War, etymologies, or just random stuff. Probably probably one person in the world only cares about, and it might be me. But um, anyway, so just uh, getting started with the Low Marks podcast, hoping you uh, don't have too high expectations of me. We'll, uh, we'll see where this goes. For today's topic, we're talking about origin of the word paper, kind of a little bit of history along with paper, how it came about, and all that stuff, so it's a pretty bland topic, but like I said, this is the first one, we'll see where we go from here, maybe maybe I can find some cooler things to talk about, for now, paper, so, uh, paper, you use it every day, even though You've got your computer, you've got your phone, you've got your tablet. Uh, surely you get receipts from the store, you read books maybe. I mean, I used to read books when I was little. Documents at work, just having to keep up with paper. Hopefully you're recycling. If you're not, shame on you. It's, it's really hard to imagine a world without paper. I mean, that's that's what some dudes did back in the day. I mean, no paper, just, I don't know, papyrus and uh, whatever clay tablets just imagine keeping up with that it's it's been said that paper is one of the four greatest chinese inventions and probably rightfully so until the invention of paper you had the ancient civilizations utilizing some of the primitive means which were rarely effective or efficient i mean just imagine old carrying around a big old stack of clay tablets he trips and falls and breaks them all and you gotta look so it's uh, it's it's a lot more useful than than some of the older stuff. You had this dude from China. Obviously, it's so old. Probably didn't have a name. He probably had a name. He probably had a family, wife, and kids, and all that. He just stumbled upon the modern incarnation of paper, and soon it just took off. Everybody was like, "Hey, this is lightweight. This is easy. I can make a mark on it. Let's go. Let's uh, let's do this." And ever since the start of paper, it hasn't changed too much over the centuries. I mean, you you can't improve upon perfection, really. I mean, obviously, you have mass production techniques, and you can bleach it, and you can have this kind of cardstock, or you can do this type of ink through a printer, whatever. But, I mean, the paper as it started is, is basically the same as it is now. So more of what I'm going to focus on is, like, the origin of like the word paper, like the etymology of it. So in the modern sense, you say modern, talking about 1364, 
It was first defined as a, quote, writing material, usually made of the cellulose fibers formed on a wire screen from water suspension. Basically, they would bleach the wood to, or not bleach it, they would, they would work with wood and fiber, fibery materials, papyrus type stuff. They would stack it on top of each other, use some water, and I'm not too clear on the uh, exact process, but just imagine, just look it up on YouTube, whatever, I don't care. But it was formed on a wire screen suspension using water. Water and fibrous cellulose materials, basically. Paper began its linguistic life in the form of, I've referenced it before, the Egyptian word papyrus, which referred to a tall aquatic Mediterranean sedge having numerous drooping rays grouped in umbels. Although papyrus isn't paper per se, it's one of the materials that helped pave the way for paper to appear in its modern form. Other words similar to that of papyrus include the Latin papyrus, the Greek papyrus, and both refer to the paper plant as well as paper as a writing material. But due to its widespread usage as time went on, many languages adopted their own words for the word paper, including the French papier, which I have no idea if that's correct, some German papier, Icelandic papier, Papier, papel, Spanish, papier, Italian, basically paper in all kinds of different languages. So clearly, obviously, the word itself has seen very little spelling change and deviation from its original form, papyrus to paper. Its main adjustment has been in the stress as well as the application of the word. So paper's main phonetic change came in the form of which the syllable is stressed. So it began with papyrus, papyrus, where the pi is the word that's stressed, the syllable that's stressed. Today you have paper, paper. So it goes to the first syllable. So the pa, the pay, pa, pa, whatever. Uh, the first syllable is more stressed emphatically. So the same rule holds for the word paper in other languages as well. I'm familiar with Spanish, so papel, pa, pa, papel. It places more emphasis on the first syllable than it does the second one. So basically, the word is going from the second syllable emphasis to a first syllable emphasis. So, I mean, it's basic stuff. I mean, you can, you can say the words and hear it yourself. As far as the origin of the word paper, it was a... Uh, oh, well, I guess the dude did have a name. I'm sorry, dude. Didn't mean to besmirch your legacy. But I guess he didn't really have a legacy beyond that because he's a eunuch. So, so this Chinese eunuch named Kai Lun of the Eastern Han Dynasty first presented his creation, an early form of the paper that we know so well today, in the year 105 CE. 105, like 1900 years ago, basically. So it was well received, obviously. I mean, you have paper. I mean, breakthrough. Nobody had paper before, now you have it. Obviously, heck yeah, it's lightweight, it's flexible, you can store it, you can roll it up, scrolls, books, which you didn't have the modern books until well on, but anyways, paper. Paper's great, it's awesome. He originally utilized the inner bark of the mulberry tree along with hemp rags. So eventually, dude begins to explore different materials, including bamboo and sesame fiber, in order to test their durability in relation to the rags of his initial experiment. Dude's got a lot of time on his hands. 
There's no Facebook. There's no social media. There's no. I I would die. Just just laying it out there for you. I would die. So his experimentation helped to improve both the quality and the longevity of paper. And aside from slight improvements scattered about the centuries, both paper and its creation process remained greatly unchanged until the 19th century. So that's the 1800s, because the first century was the zero hundreds, if you will. But uh, yeah, so the Industrial Revolution brought on great changes in many aspects of daily human life, and paper was no exception. You got this dude named Nicholas Louis Robert. Louis Robert? I don't know. I'm just reading dude's name, so it's whatever. It's whatever I decide it is. He produced a papermaking machine in 1798, which kept the basic papermaking process of Kailun intact. Later, 1809, a man named John Dickinson invented the first cylinder machine, which featured multiple sets of cylinders that formed a continuous papermaking process. So they're getting better, they're industrialized, they're able to churn these suckers out and get you your hundred pieces piece packs of paper as we know today whatever however many it comes I don't know I'm not a paper man so a group of the cylinders from old John Dickinson they were designed to form the gloppy mixture of fibers and water and a second group was designated to pressing the mixture and removing as much water as possible in order to leave just a web of fibers then you've got a third group that dries the fibers even more. And finally, the last, the fourth group, rolled the paper so that it became smooth. And eventually, wood came to replace rags as the major source of the fiber required for paper making. But rags are still used for more heavy-duty papers. So the paper making process it became so advanced that paper factories can alter the strength of the paper as well as the colors of the paper they produce. I mean, obviously, you grow up uh, construction paper, you got the... The green, the red, the blue, the different colors, basically. And you got the construction paper is obviously different from copy paper. And you got cardstock and, you know, just, you know paper. If, if you're if you're able to find this podcast, crazy man rambling about paper, you you know about paper. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Prior to the paper that Kai Lun invented... There are many ineffective alternatives to paper that different cultures use. So, in general, ancient cultures would use their writing medium to record anything from religious practices to local laws and customs. I mean, you gotta think, if you're using clay tablets, you can't really put the drama. Oh my god, my girlfriend hit me today. She smacked me and embarrassed me in front of the bros. I don't know why I use, like, a girly voice for... A dude talking, but anyways, you're not going to waste clay tablets or papyrus or... You're going to do the stuff that counts. Basically, religion back in the day and laws and customs. I mean, the, the stuff that, that should be preserved. So, the first recorded example of a writing material was out of the Sumerian clay tablets. Clay was locally abundant for the Sumerians, so naturally, they used it as a writing minimum. In order to keep their writing from being swept away or wiped clear... They would fire the clay in an oven so that it would bake, thus preserving it in a similar fashion to that of pottery. So after the Sumerians in about 2000 BCE, so that's about 2000 years before our dude Kai Lun, after the Sumerians got the Egyptians who created their first version of paper, papyrus, the second syllable, stress. They would use the reed of the plant of the same name. 
So the papyrus grew abundantly along the banks of the Nile River, and therefore it held an important place in their society. In addition to the writing material, Egyptians used papyrus to make boats. It's pretty cool. Rope, sandals, they used it for food preservation, and among many things. So it's it's like the, the Native Americans using the bison. They used every part of the bison. The Egyptians used every part of the uh, papyrus. So papyrus paper... Uh, it's kind of redundant, but the papyrus form of paper caught on so well because it was an improvement over both clay and rock because it was lightweight and abundant. Papyrus paper itself was made by laying strips of the spongy center of the plant parallel in one direction, then layering it with strips that were placed perpendicular to the first strips. So you got some going left and right, and then you lay some going up and down, and then left and right and up and down until you get what you're looking for as far as the quality thickness whatever you're going for so yeah they just repeat that until it, it got to what what thickness they wanted in Europe the common forerunner to paper was that of parchment and vellum now vellum's pretty cool both were obtained from the skins of animals such as sheep goats and calves the hair was removed from the skin of the animal and the skins were soaked in lime for a period of time after that the skin was scraped smooth with either rocks or shells and once smooth, special knives were used to scrape the skin to the desired thickness. Once the parchment was completed, it was cut into the sizes needed in order to be written on for documents or manuscripts. Who, like, I'm coming from, like, a stupid, smart man perspective, 21st century man. I have paper. I see, like, five pieces of paper within my reach. I see a sticky notepad. I have a cardboard box over in the corner. I've got all kinds of paper things. Who would have looked at an animal? Who would have looked at a cow and said, yeah, I can use that. Documents, receipt paper, whatever, religious decrees. I can use that cow. I mean, obviously you're, you're more involved with it. You're milking it. You're cutting its meat up for sustenance. You're using the horns for your powders or medicine or, or whatever whatever you're using it for so you're probably more involved with the process but just it, it's crazy to think like i'm gonna use that cow for a piece of paper let me write down my grocery list i mean obviously they're not using it for the grocery list but whatever obviously in china silk and bamboo were commonly used as writing materials silk was light but it proved to be very costly to convert to paper bamboo paper was made in a process similar to the to that of papyrus, but it was quite bulky and heavy. The Chinese also carved characters into animal bones, pottery, and cast them into bronze. Just imagine the process of getting bronze, and then like making your mark on them. I mean, all that just proved to be either too cumbersome or expensive, or some combination of both. Paper itself was a closely guarded secret by the Chinese for many centuries. Eventually, however, butcher this, the Abbasids, Maybe it wasn't that hard. Uh, it was a Muslim group from the Saudi Arabia region. They fought and defeated the Chinese at the Battle of Talus in 751 AD CE, whichever. I think they're interchangeable. And as a result, they took the Chinese prisoners, some of whom were skilled in the art of paper making. So this spread of the Muslim empire into the areas such as Spain and Italy resulted in paper mills springing up in towns across the Mediterranean Sea. So, by the 14th century, there were paper mills in several parts of Europe as a result. So, after about two centuries in 
1690, paper made its way across the Atlantic Ocean to the colony of Pennsylvania. It was billed as one of the most important inventions of the modern world, and it certainly lives up to that name. The fact that it has changed so little over countless centuries in its form, pronunciation, and creation process goes to show just how close to perfection it was at its initial concept. Paper has grown to have numerous applications beyond that of recording information. You can use it for household cleaning supplies. Occasionally, you can use it as a food ingredient in some Asian cultures. Although in recent years, there's been a push to become more green, so less paper, uh, more digital, I guess. There's slightly, if any chance, that there's another invention that carries such a dynamic magnitude with it as that is paper. Hardly a chance that anything has as much impact as the invention of paper 2,000 years ago. I mean, it's just crazy. Small thinking, yeah, probably nothing tops paper, relatively. I mean, iPhones are pretty impressive. Those are still new-ish being manipulated. May or may not turn into, I don't know, some type of uh, neural implants like Elon Musk wants to do. Paper has staying power. It's, it's proved to be a thing. It's still here in spite of all the computers and technology and all that stuff that we've got going on. So so that's it. That's basically all I've got about paper. Obviously, 2,000 years worth of stuff, talking about it, and hitting 20 minutes. I mean, obviously, you're not going to get everything, but who would have thought you get 20 minutes out of paper on the on the flip side of the coin? I mean, have you thought 20 minutes worth of paper ever in your life, or have you just taken it for granted? Oh, yeah, it's flat. It's white. Uh, kind of rectangular shape. Let me uh, let me grab one of those and turn it to a paper airplane, or let me write down stupid love notes to to my girlfriend across the room in in class. Whatever. That's uh, like I said. That's all I got about paper. This is uh, this has been the first episode of the Low Marks podcast. Hope you didn't have high hopes. Like I said, but we'll see where it goes. I'm excited to hopefully record a couple more than handful of episodes and just let it flame out so maybe i can get involvement from whoever's listening and they can request oh hey talk about this topic give me a little bit about this about that whatever we'll see where it goes for now like i said this has been mark and this has been low mark's podcast